When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. <laughs> What's funny? Why we're already? Yeah, yeah. The motherfucking hair clip put a. Put a oh, I got the, the hair clip. <laughs> that's our director's. That's our director's tablet. Cut us in. Uh, it is Sunday, April second. We're recording at night. Um, live show uh, Sunday night. Just getting ready for the playoffs again. If you listen to a Sunday, thanks. If you listen to a Monday, everywhere else, thanks for listening. Um, as always, Amazon AMP for the live episodes. I think this week we're going Sunday night, obviously, right now. And then Wednesday, uh, we'll probably do earlier in the day. But we'll tweet that schedule out. And then uh, we got our... This might be our last Saturday episode for a, for a minute, or at least our last interview one coming up this weekend um, with Pablo Torre. So y'all definitely want to check that out. And then and oh, I think yeah. we get onto a playoff schedule, which will... Yeah, big playoff uh, boys then, you feel me? Playoff boys. As always, Jenkins and Jones hosted by LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John... Was Amp Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good. I'm Guardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. <laughs> Mikael. <laughs> and uh, let's start where we got to start, man. Let's talk about the Women's Basketball National you Championship about? today. LSU beating Iowa. Angel Reese. Has there ever been a more accurate first name than Angel Reese? <laughs> That angel. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. We'll never root against her my entire life. I don't give a fuck what time it is, dog. Yeah. Um, historic season set the NCAA record for double doubles this year. NCAA champion. The post game discourse. Uh, let me just pose a question to y'all like this. I left this in the drafts on Twitter.com, but the podcast is a safe space. <laughs> if you use the word classless, do you guys think you're a pussy or a bitch? Because it has to be one or the other. You're, <laughs> can it be both? You're, you're, you're can probably it be both, a, though? 
you you probably a racist high key. Like I'm, oh, I mean yeah. that 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 is turning into the new hard R and not the the hard R that podcast motherfucker was talking about. <laughs> when I see classes, I already know what angle you're coming from, dog. Especially when we're just talking fucking sports. And the people saying it, the fucking group. Like, bro, we got fucking Dave Portnoy calling motherfuckers classless. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking The motherfucker, the CEO of Barstool is calling motherfuckers classless. Bro, motherfucker, you are a Trump fan, boy. Your, your motherfucking uh, uh, website or whatever the fuck is, is. Y'all whole brand is fucking being, you know, the the, the, the brash, you know, frat boy humor type shit. Uh, no safe spaces here. No snowflakes here. And you calling motherfuckers classless? Like, bro, well, this shit is getting out of hand. Up. You yeah. feel me? Flat the fuck out, man. What's funny? Before you hopped on Tyler, me and Mike said the same thing. When we see Literally clearly word for word we, what you bro, just said. The <laughs> exact same shit, bro. Nigger. That's what we hear when you say classes hard R. I said it. I said it because they won't. You know what I mean? That's exactly what they want to call her. You feel what I'm saying? But it's just wild to me, bro. Because y'all said and watched that same girl she did it to do the exact same shit to her opponents. The whole fucking time. And we all loved it. We told y'all if the shit switch and Angel's doing that shit to her, y'all going to do exactly what the fuck you did. And they still do it. They are who we said they were. <laughs> nigga, you feel what I'm saying? Y'all doing the exact. And you can't even help yourself, bro. It's just disgusting to see. And then people like Keith O. You know what I mean? Calling her a fucking idiot? For what? This is basketball, my nigga. Basketball. She, they, they hate her because she's winning and being black as fuck at the same time. That's what they hate that. They ain't doing it. She's not doing it by their rules. And she don't give a fuck what they think, bro. It's a whole lot of fuck what you talking about in Angel Reese. And they see that shit and they despise it, bro. And I love her for that. And like I said, I will never root against her. I don't give a fuck what time it is. Because it's like she said it was. This is bigger than just her. And it's bigger than basketball. How she moved and how she's acting afterwards, I love to see it, bro. I love to see it. Good for her. Good for her. She this was what we call standing on business. She stood on business. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. You feel me? She gave it a dumb out to ring celebration. Steph did that last year in the third quarter. Niggas didn't have a problem with it. Angel doing it being black as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Did the same shit that she did to those other opponents. And now we got an issue. We know what time it is. We knew who you were already, bro. Fuck y'all. We ain't hearing it no more, though. We big fans. You feel me? Fuck you mean. She says she got up in the press conference and said, I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all yep. told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this is for the girls that look like me. Then she got on Twitter and tweeted in all caps, I love being a black queen. <laughs> fuck hey, fuck what you're talking go. about, Keith no, Olberman. You feel like, <laughs> fuck, right, Keith right. Oldman. Nigga. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> need to beat his ass too on the sneak, nigga. Come on. Black <laughs> ski mask that motherfucker real quick. Sneak his ass. Bro, you can't be out here doing that type of shit. Connor a fucking idiot. Bro, that shit, that shit had me hot. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, man. Um, but but I was, I was gonna say I love that she stood on it the way she did. I love that oh, for she sure. gave us. I for love sure. that she gave us the details and she said she's doing it for black girls who look just like her. Because here's the thing. I think so many times when shit like this happens, white people think the worst thing they can tell you is you let white people down. Right and, and fuck Angel's like, bro. I knew that y'all were gonna lose y'all shit. I didn't we don't do give this a for fuck about you. Right? you she said, I didn't do me? this for y'all. I did this for black girls who look like me. That's who I did it for. White people really overestimate how much black people value their opinions, and this is like a shining example of that, dog. Bro, on Twitter they talking about now. Nah, you see why we move out, nigga? Thank you. 
Right. <laughs> like, now you see why we move out your neighborhoods? <laughs> Who the fuck? Please, you got like, it all the way fucked up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like Tyler said, like Tyler M said, why would we be mad about good news? <laughs> fuck you mean? We ain't trying to impress y'all, nigga. You feel me? Get the fuck out of here. You kidding me? <laughs> um, I mean, we all knew the race war was inevitable. I did not think it was going to start over NCAA women's basketball. I didn't see that hey. as, the, as, the, as the first shot fired. <laughs> <laughs> truth be told, truth be told, this is a great fucking thing for college for women's college basketball. Yep. A, ra- a race war saved the NBA in the fucking 80s with, with Magic and Birds. A race Facts. war is a great thing to happen to your sports league, dog. Like the, and, and for one, you know, everyone's coming back just about next season. Like, yep. you know, that, that fire is still going to be stoking. So this is great. For um, you, you know, for 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 NCAA women's basketball, and it's great, and I love that Angel isn't letting it get to her. And we need to, you know, cover Angel. We need to protect her, and we need to keep that shield, that guard up around her. Because I love how she's handling this so far, and I just hope that she doesn't let the bullshit get to her. Uh, she seems to have the exact right perspective on it. I know John interviewed her um for buckets and said she was just perfect, down to earth, super kind. You know, very appreciative of being interviewed, and had a great time talking about you know. Exactly what you just said. Like she has a perspective. She grew up playing in Baltimore, you know, playing with playing with male her members brother. of her families, playing with her brothers. Right. Like so, to her. And, and by the way, I would add because I do think that this is getting lost a little bit in the post game discourse. To Caitlin Clark too. Caitlin Clark hasn't hopped on Twitter Caitlin. talking about some, you know, oh this is classless. Both of these women understand that their game, they are pushing their game forward into a place where shit talking competitiveness and stuff is part of it that's how they both grew up playing caitlin clark like john said she's been doing this shit people and we loved it too we loved it too bro i love watch caitlin i love but it's the bullshit that's attached her that's the problem yes like what we've been seeing today but as far as caitlin bro i'm glad the the dumb out you can't see me motherfucking waving off oh i love that but when it's when the roles are reversed you got to be willing to take that that's what comes with talking shit if you take a l they on your head you feel me and that's what she was on that's all Angel Reese was on. Hey, you can't do all that shit talking and expect nothing to happen when you, you know, we gonna, we gonna get you. It's just gonna be some get back. And that's fine. And that's beautiful. And that's part of the sport and sports, period. It's also part of the entertainment. And that is the most important thing here. Ronnie Flores, who's a, a California high school basketball guy, very well respected in California. He made a great point today. He said, I've watched every women's basketball Final Four for the last 30 years. He said, there's a difference between watching it and being excited for it. There's a difference between inviting people over because you really don't know who's going to win the game and you're emotionally invested in this storyline on both sides of it. And he's right. He said, I've had men who have never talked about women's basketball texting me about Caitlin Clark or texting me about Angel Reese and LSU winning the national championship. What they're doing for women's basketball is enormous. And I think they said the Final Four got more viewers than anything ESPN has put on of the NBA this season. This is a huge step forward for women's basketball. And I would say, too, look, we were talking about this with the men's tournament. The San Diego State buzzer beater in in the Final Four, that's a legendary moment. That'll live forever. But by and large, you take the Sweet 16 and up, women's basketball tournament vastly outpaced the men's basketball tournament for me this year. Man, it was exciting games all the way around. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, the thing about, you know, everyone talks about with with men's college basketball, we all love the upsets. Okay, we love those the first weekend. We love those the the first two rounds. We don't want to see the fucking, you know, 11 seeds in the final four shit. You know, like like we love... Right, right. We love seeing the scrappy underdogs, you know, in the first couple rounds. The later rounds, we want to see the the, the hard hitters, the blue bloods and such. So, 
Yeah, but um, you you know that that's something that often works to women's benefit is that you know you're not getting anything lower than like a five seat at the lowest in the national championship or in the final four, right? You're going to get powerhouses, you know, in the final fours with with the way that the you know their brackets play out. So that's a benefit for them for sure. But yeah, I've been watching much more of this ladies' game. You know what I'm saying? Like I am a fan, bro. You know what I mean? What Caitlyn was doing this entire, bro. We can't talk any shit about what what she was doing was amazing. Never seen a player like that, man or woman. And what she did on the tournament, we've never seen anything like that, period. Incredible. You know what I mean? She just wasn't on the right side. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, she's got that there's no such thing as a bad shot from her green light. She's one of those rare players. Yeah. Every time it leaves her hands, if if it's from 40 feet, you think it's cash. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like she got she got that Steph Curry green light. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. bro? Incredible what she did. But dog, man, like I just I just hate that it's sullied with this bullshit. Cause it was a great game too. Even when they was up like 19, you was like, nah. Yeah. I remember I, I tweeted, I'm like, bro, they better be cool. Yeah. Because and, and it's not just and it's not just Caitlin. That Iowa team is a they that the, the big was a dog. They got some fucking shooters and they play well off Caitlin, cutting to the basket. You know, when you turn your back on, on, on them trying to spy Caitlin, they always cutting. They play some really good, smart right. basketball. Caitlin right. just didn't have the best game or not, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But dog, you know, and, and, and also LSU, I mean, just hoopers, bro. Hands moving at all times on defense. What Morris did, incredible. So much fun bro. to watch. Yeah. So much fun to watch. What Morris did was incredible. How she guarded Caitlin and then hit big shots on the other end. You know what I mean? Love to see that, bro. But yo, it's it was it was great basketball, period. You know what I mean? I'm I was watching like this is hoops. This is the hoops we came for. Like you said, I want to see more. I want to I, I want to see the dogs hoop. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark. I don't want to see and it's 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 cute for San Diego State, you know what I'm saying? But we ain't here for cute. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I I I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Great, great turn on the women's side for sure. I will say uh, for San Diego State, um, that is well known as the party school in California, San Diego State. And I, I tweeted, I said, that, that, that is, you know, it's going to be visible from outer space. What's going on in San Diego? <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're going to be in a satellite like it's cracking over there. You feel yeah, what I'm like I th- Right. I think UConn's going to probably win comfortably on Monday. Um, but that party, Shar's actually leading a student tour, uh, high school kids, uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> San Diego State, probably right as the team gets back. Right. I said, I said, every one of those kids is, is going to be trying to go to San Diego State next year, bro. Well, yeah, congratulations to Angel, bro. Like I said, like you said, I interviewed her. She was great. She was so kind. You know what I'm saying? It's like, thanked us for interviewing her. Like, bro, you, you do, like, thank you for coming. You know what I'm saying? Just so kind, so sweet. And I love to see her stand on business. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, just the way she moves is 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 beyond her age, you know what I mean? And she's gonna there's gonna be a lot of girls that appreciate her in the coming time future because they got they gonna have to deal with her. She's just too good. It's gonna be a lot of fuck what you talking about in the, in the next 10, 15 years. I you mean, feel what I'm every saying? black high school basketball player that the five six two follows on Instagram is like, I mean. She's the this, only this, person. This, this may as well be a national holiday to them. They're bro, so excited for Angel I've, Reese right now, bro. I've interviewed hella people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hella people. And she's the only person. My little sister Jazz hit me up and said, "I'm jealous, bro." I was I was in front of Shaq. Jack, you know what I'm saying? Jamie Fox. All she don't give a fuck about none of that, bro. She said, <laughs> "I'm jealous." When she saw me in front of Angel Reese, you feel what I'm saying? All right, let's talk about the NBA. Um, I got a chance to watch uh, uh, Bucks Sixers and then the end of Nuggets Warriors. You could feel the playoffs right now. It's four games left for everybody. You could just feel it right now. The Bucks came out. 
They knew they got dogged by the fucking Celtics. They needed to wrap the one seat up, and they needed to do it emphatically with a statement win. And they fucking beat the shit out of the Sixers, bro. Giannis was like, Giannis was doing that extra two and a half second hang on the rim after he got news and dunk. You could just feel it turning up right now, man. I'm so excited for the East once we get to the semifinals. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the, the Bucks are still a team to beat. Like, you know, I, I think we've kind of been so focused on the fucking logjam in the West where fucking seedings change at like four times a night that, you know, it's it's a it's a two team race in, in the East. It's the Bucks and it's the, and it's um, the Celtics. I do not believe in the Sixers and be going to show me something. I'm, he's a phenomenal fucking player. But, you know, it's, it's a different ball game in, in, in the playoffs. So. You know, I'm gonna need to see something from them. But yeah, I could Did see y- the Sixers. I could see the Sixers beating the Celtics. I agree with you. I can't see them beating the the Bucks. But I think that that Celtics Sixers series might be something special. I don't know. We'll see. It could be fun, know. but it also might be a gentleman sweep. You know what I mean? Really? Like I don't. I'm not. I don't see it. I'll I'll enjoy I'll enjoy it, but I don't think it'll be as competitive. Um, like the series as a whole, as the games will. You know what I mean? Okay. There's a lot Let's of dogs see. in the Celtics team, bro. And you know what I mean? And they, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I just fully expect Doc Rivers to <laughs> be super competent in the Doc, playoffs. But, but right, I'm excited right. for that series. I think that's going to be a fun series. Um, the Nuggets beat the, the Nuggets without Jokic. Beat without, the Warriors. Yo, without Joker, yeah. Um, looked a little statement-ish as well, to be honest with you. Playing great defense. Um, they're an interesting team because the analytics, when you look at them, especially the analytics around Jokic defensively, the numbers are uh, it's not good. But when you watch them play, the commitment as a team to defense mm-hmm. is impressive. You know what I mean? For but sure. I think they said, um, I think I was reading this, like, it's been however many decades since the team below 11th in team defense won the, the championship. They're like 16th or something like that. But watching the way they defended the Warriors tonight, the defending champions, this, I don't know. I can see what maybe it'll look like a little differently in the playoffs, but... Um, where are you? Where are you guys on the Nuggets? We'll talk about the the West as a whole, but where are you on the one seed Nuggets, uh, and and how you think they're doing? I know none of us think they're winning the championship, but what do you think of them going into the playoffs? I can I can see them going to the conference finals if things shake out in a favorable way for them. With when once we see how that fucking br- bracket looks over there, but um, I don't think that they are ready to be a championship team just yet. I mean, I think that Jokic, you know, I've, I've talked before that there's only like, you know, five or six guys who can lead you to a championship. I do believe Jokic is possibly one of those guys. I do see the glow in him. I think he's that talented of a player. But, I mean, him and MPG, and MPG, uh, MPJ on the same uh, court at the same time, bro, like, those are two turnstiles in the fucking subway on, on the defensive end, right? And they're so important to that team. You need them out there. You need them to have, you know, a lot of minutes. But it's, it's, it's just, you know, the defensive concerns for them, it's a legit thing, man. Yeah, when your best player is just food on the other end. You know what I'm saying? It's not that's not ideal. You know what I mean? As much as you're gonna need him out there. But I, I feel the same way about um um the Nuggets as I do as the Sixers, man. It'll be fun to watch. I like the Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like Joker. I think they're a good team. You know, I like Murray, you know what I'm saying? I like MPJ, all of them. You feel me? You know what I mean? But I just don't feel like they're like Tyler said, not ready to win a chip. They don't look like a championship team to me. They look like a really good regular season team. You look like the Suns have looked the last couple of years. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> We're keeping right. it a stack, you know what I mean? Um, the Los Angeles Lakers 
It was a great night of basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. They we saw Tim's of basketball against the Rockets last night. <laughs> they are. Well, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm actually not I'll even play talking it, about I'll play their it, game. I'll play it, I'll play it, um, by the way, shout out to Mero. Jackson said Mero's in the uh, in the chat. What's up? Mero? Hey, what up, Mero? <laughs> hey, man, you really got me with that weak ass uh, uh, pregnancy shit you posted, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> Real niggas don't know real niggas like that, dog. I was, I yeah. was like, let's go <laughs> celebrate, man. Come on, man. Anyway, go ahead. Mero and I are going to spend the next two months texting each other uh, videos of our son's baseball highlights. That's just what it's like. I know, we're, I know we're supposed to be locked in on basketball playoffs, but it might not be happening. Um, the Lakers, as things shook out tonight, are currently, first of all, they're 6-1 in their last seven. They are currently the seventh seed. They are a half game out of fifth. With a game coming against the Clippers, who are currently in fifth place. The Clippers are 11.5 back of first in fifth. This, the Warriors are 11.5 back in sixth. The Lakers are half game back of both those teams in seventh right now. Looking at the schedule, it is very possible Easiest that the Lakers schedule. end up. Yes, yeah. they play the Jazz twice. The Jazz are very excited for their chances to draft Victor Wembanyama at this point. <laughs> sit everybody <laughs> they play the Suns and they play the Clippers that's the Lakers last four how many of those games two against the Jazz one against the Clippers on the second night of a back-to-back and one against the Suns how many of those games do you think the Lakers win and w- and what number do you think they end up in these weird ass Western Conference standings I, c- I could see them winning three out of those four I think they can go on that type of run um is a four five Lakers Warriors is that numerically possible here do we know? Like, there's so much math in this. No, shit, man. the the uh, no, the Suns are are two and a half games. Uh, the Suns are in fourth and are two and a half games clear of the Clippers in fifth ah, and the Warriors okay. in sixth. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So they're good there. Um, well, shit. I don't know. They got to take that Suns game mighty serious because that might be the fucking four or five matchup. And shit shakes out. So, right. Sheesh, that would be wild. <laughs> a, a KD bronze series in the first round? Are you fucking kidding me? That's insane. That's gonna make me feel really old. For some reason, like that shouldn't happen. You know, what I mean, I know how it's shaking out has been weird, but that that we shouldn't see them, you know, that you know that early. But yeah, man, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm confident. I don't I don't know about that Suns game. I don't know about that Suns game. KD's back. You know, we might we you know we might you know might not be ready yet. But I think we'll be ready in the playoffs, man. I think we could beat out of seven, but I'm, one game, I don't know. Um, the Clippers, we should be able to. I think we could knock them Clippers off, man. But isn't it a weird situation where you're like, you'd rather be in sixth or seventh? Like, you'd rather play, would you rather play rather. the Kings and the Grizzlies than the, like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to play the Suns. I might rather play the Nuggets than the Suns if I'm, if I would, I'm the Lakers. I would rather I, play the Grizzlies and the Kings. I know you the Grizzlies are second, but I don't know, that, that Kings team, bro. Ah. But, but they have the exact same thing as, as, as the Nuggets, they don't defend. Who you talking you know about? What you I talking mean? about? I'm talking about the Kings. Yeah, I don't I don't know that guard play, bro. They good, bro. You know They're what I'm saying? They're giving up 118.3 points per game right now. That is number mm. 3 in the Western Conference. Most and the Grizzlies have the defensive player of the year. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the the Kings will screen you to fucking death and this is a team that I feel like throws in the towel the, the Lakers on the defensive end. And when you go up against, when you're a team that gets lazy on defense, you go up against a team that will screen you to death. She and can get real And going to score ugly. 130 yeah. points maybe in game one. Yeah. And I yeah. think they got upset written all. Like, I think, I think, I don't know. I think they, I think they'll, they could do some shit in the playoffs because I think they're so young. They don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't think the pressure will affect the Kings as much as we think that. I was thinking about it a lot. I don't really think that's going to happen, bro. 
I think they play. They're, they're just gonna play. Go out there and play and have fun. And that's that's a scary team as good as they are too. It's not a lot of fun in the playoffs. I mean, I look. I re, I love this Kings team. I just want to be clear about that. Love this Kings team. That's actually probably other than the outside of the Lakers and the Bucks. That's the team. That's my league pass team this year. I've watched uh, more Kings than most of these other teams. One of the funnest but, teams in the league for sure. For sure, but I don't know that I agree with you that that style travels into the playoffs well with a young inexperienced team you know what i mean like their crowds are going to be crazy but that's a team that could go that could get cold and it could get ugly for it because they don't defend you know what i mean so i i don't know i don't know i'm excited 26 yeesh yeah 26th yeah. in defense wow. so it's going to be off the, the two offenses going against each other and i think they got to you know We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but but but, but we'll all see. I'll say is this: if because I know it's uh, we're talking about some teams we don't normally talk about, and I know it's probably some fans out there like fuck these dudes talking about the Kings. And I get Lo- it. You're right. Love these teams. I totally understand what you're <laughs> saying. Sure. But there For is sure. like there's certain trends that I believe in because of how frequently they've been repeated statistically, and how bad defending teams do in the playoffs is a really good indicator of what happens in that transition from regular season to the postseason. Because there's no bad yeah. teams. You're yeah, not yeah, just yeah. going out there and outscoring the Rockets and the Jazz. I know that, you know, the Lakers obviously get a nice win over the Rockets, but like that's not what the playoffs look like. It's repetitive. Period. And it's it's a it's a like the value of an Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, skyrockets in the playoffs when a cerebral defender with high physical ability mm-hmm. sees you three, four, five, six, seven games in a row. You know what I for mean? For sure, for sure. So that's where I'm I don't know. But they're going to be fun as fuck, and the West is going to be fun as fuck. And as you said, the standings flip-flop all the fucking time. It does look like we're starting to see who the top 10 will be. The Mavs could still get into the, uh, you know, into that top 10. But if you look at from 5 through 10, there's three games separating these teams with <laughs> four games left. That's wild. <laughs> it's fucking it's real nasty dog. down there, man. It's real <laughs> nasty, dog. Oh. Oh shit! Okay, I'm liking this um, Kings. I'm liking this Kings team more. The more I've been watching them, though, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There's a real energy behind them, and I do think there's a special thing that happens in basketball that does not happen in most sports when a fan base meets a team's energy. And the synergy right now between the Kings on you know on the court and the Kings fans in the arena is it's so hostile. much fucking it's, fun. It's hot. It's going to play. There will be hostile, but. These fans can't play the games. So, I, right. you know, I, I completely understand that. You know what I mean? But I mean, shit, we're, uh, all, see. we're all old enough to remember when Arco Arena was the toughest fucking place to play in the league, you know? Sacramento's always had in- insane fans. Can I just say, um, I've covered a number of games at Arco Arena, and that is the shittiest professional sports venue <laughs> that I've ever but been in. I, can, I cannot believe that after Game 7, 2002, those fans suffered the worst fucking loss of their lives as Kings fans, and Shaq said that he mooned them motherfuckers when that bus pulled off. Like, how, do, how would you feel? You come out, <laughs> the worst fucking sporting experience of your life, and you see Shaq's big bear ass just riding back. Granted. <laughs> Up, up against the window, pushed up against the window too. Just it's smiling so big, at it. It takes twenty seconds to get by you, <laughs> right? You know, steam on the windows from the heat of his ass, bro. Nasty work, dog. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only. Wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. 
We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. You're here already. No, uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Uh, All right. Can we talk about... Let's have some. Let's do some legacy talk. Chief Saholic, where does he belong? Is he on the Mount Rushmore of American criminals? Um, I'm leery about this guy. I ain't gonna lie to you. (laughs) I feel like there's gonna be some tweets or something that's gonna pop up. Like, yeah, fuck this guy. That's how I really feel about. I am bracing myself for the disappointment with this dude. I am invested in the story because it's a wild ass fucking story for the people who don't know. Like, you know, he was a Chiefs fan who was going on road games and robbing banks in those cities to finance his road games and shit. So I am interested in this story. But like I said, I'm leery, bro. Like, motherfucking, uh, who's the dude? The goddamn tiger dude? Um. Uh, the motherfucker. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The no. Tiger dude and Carol Baskins and shit, man. 
Oh, oh, Tiger King. Tiger King. Jackson. Young Brain. No, what's his name? What's his name? No, no, no. Hold on. We know Tiger King. Tiger King. We don't need to know his actual name. We know who he is. Remember how we all we remember how we all remember how we all loved his Joe Exotic, according to Jackson. That's we got. I'm sorry. We should have. You're right, Mike. We needed to remember that name. We needed to remember that name. Google dude. Oh, okay. Fucking Jackson. Jackson hit us. Jackson I thought y'all googled dude from Tiger King. No, no, no. Dude from Tiger King. Do you remember? Do you remember how and how we were all in love with his crazy antics until we found out he was like a raging racist, like. It's the yeah, same yeah, type yeah. of feel I got with this chief of holics, dude, bro. I'm telling Kansas you. Kansas City too. Kansas City. You know, but let me fill, let me fill the story out. Bank robber who would, as you said, go on the road. Oh, wh- okay. What's a bank on the way to that game? I'm gonna just stop in real quick. Like it's a <laughs> Chevron. <laughs> you know just what I mean? Stop in for like it's an ATM. You feel me? Let me cash out. He was I'll be using right that back. money to fund being a super fan. So he was paying like the big tickets to go to the players' charity event. So he's got pictures with Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all these dudes. Like, he was really out there as a Chiefs fan. He eventually gets arrested. People were like, initially, the way this came out was people were worried that he'd been in a car accident. Because they were like, oh, we knew Chiefs Aholic was on the road to, I think it was a Texans game, Texans or Colts or something. He never checked in. Like, what happened? Like, I hope he's okay. I was Where's like, oh, Chief he got Where's Chief Saholic? <laughs> he was really a Chief Aholic, bro. <laughs> this is some. But this is some support my drug habit. Chief Saholic right had a huge future on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. They won the Super Bowl, and he used that money to bail himself out. No way, really. Yes, and then he cut off his ankle monitor. And is now on the run, bro. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, bro. That's a hey, professional man. criminal. That's you, a professional. If you're going to be a criminal, don't be nuts this ticky-tack-ass petty shit. He ain't on no petty shit. Nigga, robbing banks, running from the feds, nigga, you know, cutting off ankle monitors. I want a 10, 10 ep- at least eight episode Netflix doc on this man, bro. You know what I mean? And there's some there's some fucked up tweets, some fucked up tweets in there. Put them in there too. Put them in there too. But you know what I'm saying? I want to know all everything I can about him, bro. It's not, I just like I hope he doesn't fuck it up and hurt anybody. I, I tweeted this, you know, I don't want him to do anything. Bro, keep keep it like keep it like this. You know, there's what gonna mean? be a lot of podcast segments getting deleted if he hurts bro. somebody, bro. Yeah, for all, sure, for sure. <laughs> for because sure. everyone is for sure. <laughs> but you know, like but if you think about it, if this shit happened in 1926, we would all think it was hilarious, right? It would, it would just be the most like, oh, he did what? <laughs> but it, <laughs> it's even more amazing but like Tyler now. Said, happening now, you're like, ooh. It's, but it's, it's <laughs> we, we don't know what's going to happen on the Twitter. We might pull up some old tweets. Twitter matters so much, dog. Oh, they but milkshake like, ducks, chief Sahalik. Hey, look, they're coming for Hasbula. Nobody is safe, is safe, dog. If they come up for that, <laughs> they have called that man a cat abusing fascist. Like the agenda is strong. Hey, they're trying to get Hasbulla out of here for pinching his cats here, bro. Yeah. Come on, that cat is the size of a tiger to Hasbulla, bro. That's, that, that, he's Mike, not Mike, just beating Mike, up Mike, on Mike, cat, Mike, 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 Mike. Come on, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't. We ain't got to take up for Hasbulla, bro. He'll be all right, you know. <laughs> they don't care about that where he's from, bro. You know, we got to live here, dog. <laughs> what do we talk about? We're talking about oh, Chiefs of Holly. Yeah. Anyway, Tyler's right, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a Chiefsaholic. I'm rooting for you. 
You got to get to Mexico. And then did you see the Kelsey brothers trying to get them on their podcast? Yeah, I saw that. They said they'll fly wherever and they'll keep it anonymous. <laughs> can they? Can they do that? I'm, I know. I know it won't happen. But legally, could they keep it anonymous like that? Um, I mean, there's going to be a seems number of- like a chief of Holic enough motherfucker to try to make it happen. He'd at least think about it. If he heard yeah. them say I, that, I, I feel like, at least I feel think like law about enforcement it. would have to get involved if you're interviewing that dude. I, I, to, I, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's they how would I feel. try that's to trace this. his IP address or some bullshit like that or something and try to find the dude. I don't know. I don't see how it can happen, but logistics. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes but sense. it is an interesting thing. Like, say he ends up in a country with no extradition. Well, people could go visit him and interview him, or what? Right? Like, didn't that happen with Edward Snowden? He was doing yeah. interviews. He just couldn't come back like, to the well, crew. What are you gonna do? Yeah, like he just he can't come back, but they can't charge you for talking to a citizen of this other country, right? I, mean, I don't know. That's not the field of journalism I'm in. I don't <laughs> talk to dudes who are like on the you. Really want to make this happen? <laughs> I get it, bro. I do too. Well, I mean, how, I want listen, the pod. Go ahead, do it, man. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but if they have a if if, if the Kelsey brothers have an interview with Chief Saholic, I will tune in live for that shit at any time of day. I think that's the exact type of podcast that I listen to. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll you be hurt I mean? they're not on the volume. I'll be hurt they're not. That's a volume type of a type of you know pro you players talking to people who are interesting, bro. You know, you feel me? That's a Saturday. <laughs> that's a Saturday episode, man. You know what I mean? For us, Chiefs of and friends. Okay, um, <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, I, I want to talk about the content of the video first, and then we can talk about the format of it and how weird that is but a video circulated this week of a a, a woman <laughs> claiming to uh <laughs> have sex with her man not once not twice oh, not God. three times but six times a day and i was so happy and maybe it's just because i'm in almost 40 slash 40s twitter but i was so happy that the universal response of everyone that i saw was this sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was nothing of feeling at all of that shit to me. I, and, and um, you know, like we were talking in the group chat, bro. We were talking about Married with Children. I was like, I remember being a kid watching Married with Children. And, you know, the running gag was, you know, Al Bundy busts his ass. He works so hard selling shoes. And then he has to come home to a wife with an unrelentless sex drive. And that is a hell that you do not want to be in. I remember being a kid thinking, bro, Al is chipping. I'd be wearing Peggy ass out. But I grew up. And I understood. <laughs> I completely understood. <laughs> you can keep the pussy after some of them long ass days at work, dog. Pussy, I promise baby. you, you can. That is yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not mine. That is your responsibility. Okay? Six times in a day. Ain't I'll no way in hell, Damn. Dog. Ain't no way in hell. Dude, tears, tears, bro. Crying. Emotional. Do I have to? Do I have to? Please don't make me. I just want to go to to Whole Foods, nigga. We we. I can't go grab some eggs without nothing first, bro. Leave me alone. That is craziness. I can't believe she got into that did that shit. We we realized what it was after you know like. So that but, okay. Dog. So that's what I want to yeah. bring up because this ends up being to me almost as interesting as just making fun of the weird uh, engagement clip, right? Like she put it up there for engagement, but. This is, um, so first of all, this clip was presented on Instagram and TikTok as though she was a guest on a podcast. She was not on a podcast. She was just filming herself talking into a microphone and looking off to the side like she was answering someone's questions. And apparently 
This is an increasingly common like viral engagement trick. So she's an OnlyFans actress and she is one of, like I said, this growing number of people specifically in like the Gen Z generation that is filming themselves on a fake podcast and then putting putting out clips to get engagement. Like on one level, this makes sense to me. I can follow each step that has happened since the internet was founded to where this makes sense. And on another level, I take a step back and it feels like a very clear sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> Mike, everything is a sign of the apocalypse to you. You did the same thing last week with the ghost kitchen. I'll guarantee there was something before that. <laughs> what was it? What was it last week? The ghost kitchen. The ghost kitchen. Oh, yeah. The ghost, the ghost kitchen is definitely a sign of, an, of the apocalypse. <laughs> but we did order Mendocino Farms. There was, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, somebody sent me this and he's, uh, he's, he's a fan of the pod. So hit us up. Um, um, when if you hear this, but he said that there was somebody that couldn't afford to start their own restaurant. They started a ghost kitchen, and then one they they got they start got popping from the ghost kitchen, and then now they're able to build out. And so that's a different approach to the ghost kitchen, where people that don't have access or can't get entry into it because of the the yeah. cost up front. You know, I mean, starting a whole restaurant can start a ghost kitchen, build there, and then. Uh, I, so, I mean, I there's, actually, there's, there's, there's positive that's coming from it. I actually did a lot of research into the ghost kitchen in Long Beach that the Mendo's is in. It's gross, bro. It just is gross wouldn't, to me. Like, because wait, they wait, gross as far as the concept or literally gross? Like, na- oh, that's nasty. No, like the concept. Like, they had pictures because okay. they're trying to get more people to lease spots. But there's, I think it's 18 restaurants in this spot in Long Beach. And it's like, when you look at what the people rent and then you look at the building that they're in, it's like... I mean, I understand that there's like a factory uh, thing to all restaurants to some extent. And like I've, you know, I've been behind the, the gate or whatever in restaurants. I know what it looks like back there. But this is like they're all packed into this building where it's like you have your station and there's no window. There's no customers. There's no, you know what I mean? Like you're did just you go in visit? there. Like, did you do some investigative journalism? No, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> get some, I, did, I did get some photos of the inside and then like i said they have some um they have some like ads up of like what your workstations would look like and stuff and it's i i absolutely like it's a, maybe it's a good way for some entrepreneurs like you said to sort of like start a lower overhead but it, it, it feels dystopic very i mean y'all saw the pictures i sent you of the shipping crate shit but it was it was like that but kind of worse because they didn't even have their own doors you know what i mean wow <laughs> all right anyway you know what it feels like you know what it yeah. feels like to me yes it feels a little bit like what John's example feels a little bit like when people get their medical bills paid on GoFundMe. It's like this is one example of a good thing that happened, but this is a the fact that this has to happen is a huge yeah, problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm yeah. glad people got ways to you know you know people gonna find ways to get get their way in. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm glad for homie to hustle the system. You know what I mean? And, it do- I will yeah. say one thing that does bother me quite a bit, but it's become very popular to do on Twitter is when like someone does something nice for a human being and then like a news company writes about it and then everyone quote tweets it and like, this is a sign that capitalism is <laughs> like wrong or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, but could we also like appreciate that the human being is taking care of the other human being? Like, are you so are we supposed to not take care of each other? until the system is fixed? Are we mm-hmm. supposed to not appreciate people taking care of other people and only write about how bad the system is? Like, I just don't understand what the... It just feels like a, tr- a trendy thing to say right now, and I don't actually understand what people think that that means. <laughs> I don't know. 
No, Healthcare system is bad. That's the headline. Like, yes, yeah. it's still bad. It's terrible for me right now personally. Uh, uh, <laughs> but if someone paid my bills, I would want them to get some shine. I don't know. <laughs> hint, hint. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. No, Hit I'm group kidding. Chat, we're good. No, we're good. All right. Last thing. Um, we, uh, we, we went, family ran a 5K this morning. We went out and got some breakfast afterwards. Vinny and I both ordered um, a little combo. We got our bacon crispy. We asked for crispy bacon. And it occurred to me, every time I've ever been at breakfast with someone that asked for bacon, they've asked for crispy bacon. Why are we calling it crispy bacon? Why do we not just make that the default bacon? And if you don't want your bacon crispy, you have to order soft bacon or some shit. Um, <sighs> you, you see, I'm, I'm really a soft bacon dude, but... Crispy yep. bacon on bacon on breakfast sandwiches. Yep. That works. Important. I important, would, yeah, important. I, 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 I would not eat just a straight up crispy strip, though. Just really. You know, I would not raw dog a crispy strip of bacon. <laughs> you know I mean? Actually, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. Yeah, that's that's that's. It feels like a process. But like, dog, like, but um, soft bacon on burgers. Oh, yeah, you know so what I mean? So crispy good. bacon no. on eggs. Oh yeah, you want yes. a, you want you want that you want that you so you when you went to Wendy's and yeah. got the it got the dollar was it a dollar oh nine the double bacon cheeseburger junior bacon cheeseburger they had the double one too with, for for I think ten more cents that's why yeah. you no know, anyway uh, but yeah so um but it, I, I got the it was your you wanted your shit crispy it was always crispy at Wendy's mm. and had, actually Wendy's is the other place I make this argument because when they added vanilla frosties I was irrationally upset about it <laughs> because you I'd say give me a medium frosty and they'd say do you want a, a vanilla frosty or a chocolate frosty it's like the frosty is chocolate like you've added another flavor the that's is fine vanilla. but the op, right if I say I want a frosty I want the chocolate frosty <laughs> can I be honest with y'all bro I do not like chocolate ice cream like that Chocolate ice cream does not be slapping like that, bro. Yeah, I feel you. I, I can take it or leave it myself. I'm not crazy about it. It's not a big like I, honestly. And when we had the Neapolitan shit, bro, chocolate was the last was in the, in the house. Chocolate was the one that was at the end, bro. It wasn't strawberry. It wasn't strawberry. Like strawberry was chocolate, was, nigga. I feel like strawberry. I know. Was always, I, 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 was always the Tito Jackson of the for Neapol- sure, for <laughs> sure, for sure. I feel you. But in our house, bro, that chocolate just wasn't getting that type of love. We did not fuck with it, bro. It was not. Uh, maybe it's genetic. I don't know. Can can taste be passed down through genes that we don't like? The whole family doesn't like chocolate ice cream like that. But very you, seldomly you, do I fuck with chocolate ice cream, bro. You know they say like, like if if, uh, if you want to judge if if you want to judge a restaurant, you go order the most simple dish there. Like you'll find out what an Italian place is really about if you get like spaghetti bolognese and meatballs. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Chocolate ice cream's like that for ice cream for me. Like okay. if you if you're talking about some like right aid ice cream or thrifty ice cream, whatever, like no, I would never eat plain chocolate ice cream. But Hagen Das chocolate ice cream yeah, see, we was, that's got yeah. a real high cream content, that's a different and I I didn't have that as a kid either. That's why I definitely Okay, we, know yeah, the we, was, we was eating food lion brand. You're eating the shit out of the white the yeah, white yeah, two gallon yeah, jug yeah. for sure. And it's basically yeah, exactly. just like ice crystals with a little yep. suggestion of chocolate. Yep. <laughs> That that chocolate was a lie, nigga. We ain't so we ain't. We left that for the end. It was that. It was exactly that. That big ass plastic jug, bro. You yes, feel me? We with the handle with that, like that bit through five layers of your skin the moment right. you picked it up. <laughs> right. The sharpest plastic on earth, right. <laughs> and it was cold too. Sheesh. Yeah. 
All right. That's all the time we got for Jenkins and Jones. We'll be back on Wednesday morning. We'll let you all know on Twitter when that live record is going to happen. But as always, if you're not following us for the live records on AMP, um, you can tap in on all the other platforms. Jackson, we have anything in the chat um, to to answer or shout out? I forgot to ask people for questions. I'm going to give you 30 Uh, seconds if you haven't asked us a question in the chat. I'm going to filibuster for 30 seconds and someone can lob a question at Jackson. Do we have anything right now, Jackson? No uh, questions, but just people agreeing about Angel Reese, Pablo Torre, hint, hint, potential future J&J and friends Mm -hmm. guest, uh, apparently tweeted, my theory of sports and shit talking is pretty simple. Games are always better when an ego is at stake, which I think is a great take. Mm -hmm. Brilliant man saying something brilliant. You know what I mean? Fucking Pablo. Yeah, that Pablo Torre interview on Saturday, everyone definitely (laughs) check out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. All if right. there's no questions, if there's no questions from the class, we'll go All right, man. Mike, sign <laughs> off, dog. Damn. Bye. See y'all on Wednesday. <laughs> Bye. 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 If there's no questions from the class. <laughs> <laughs>